And it says, the reality is that you will grieve forever. You will never get over the loss of a loved one. You will learn to live with it. You will heal and you will rebuild yourself around the loss you have suffered. You will be whole again, but you will never be the same, nor should you be the same, nor would you want to. So just keep that in your hearts. Thank you, Lions Den, for the flowers y'all sent to the family. We appreciate that. And let's have a good show. Welcome to the Lions Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lions Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. No doubt, man. Hey, listen, that's what people do, man. Again, we want to say uh, sorry for your loss, brother. Sorry for your, for your loss, especially within this time. I know it can be extremely hard because I've uh, suffered some loss, too, within this time frame. And the unfortunate thing is, is that you can't pay your due respects the way that we want to and what we're used to so again man we do uh you know uh deepest condolences to you and your family all right all right all right will what you got brother what's going on pride hey another episode of the lion's den larry man you know we rocking with you man you know we always here man but keep being that light for your family brother you built for it man uh shouts out to larry and his family and friends and for your loss, man. But just, just know you, you are going to still be that extension for your family member, man. You're shining the light in my eyes, brother. Love you, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, but welcome back to the Lions Den. Seth, thank you for always being a great host, bro. Man. Just bringing us on. Just, hey, keeping, keeping, keeping that squad together, man. Hey, I'm ready for this show. It's going to be awesome. But, yo, let's get into it, man. Most definitely. Hey, and thank y'all. For, thank y'all for dealing with me because y'all know I'm out of line. And if it wasn't for the Num Num <laughs> Juice keeping me right, I probably would have lost it a few years ago. Foots, what you got, bro? Hurry up before you get too saucy. Look at you. Go, what you got? Remember that. <laughs> welcome, welcome, everybody on the Lions Den this evening. Welcome, man. So sorry um, for your loss, Larry. Man, That's, I understand what you're going through, man. It's a lot, um, but it's all you got to do is stay strong and stay prayerful for your family. But everybody, this is gonna be a great show, and we gonna have a good time, and we're gonna make it happen. There Let's it is. go, family. There it all is. We got. That's all we got. Well, hey, you know why? Because that's all we need. What you got, Hearn? Yo, hey, same thing my brothers echoed. Uh, Larry, man, thoughts with you and your family. And I appreciate those words that you gave. A lot of times people think that <coughs> somehow you're supposed to just get over something like that. But in reality is you never get over that. You learn to live with it. I think a lot of people can benefit off of what you just said, man, trying to get over something that they're not meant to. Uh, so, Thank you for those words, brother. Uh, we're going to have a good show today. You know what I'm saying? And thankfully, I'm here to give y'all my presence. So let's get it. If you don't shut your ass up. See, you know shut what? I, look, you know what the problem is? You know what the problem is, y'all? We can't do it right for too long. Why? Because we got somebody like this fool that got to say something out of line. Anyway, so look, we want to welcome we want to welcome the doctor on to the to the lion's den. He about to get bit. You know what I'm talking about? But he's a, 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 a hey, look, look, this brother's been getting it in. Let me tell you a little bit about the, the doctor, Dr. Tracy Washington. OK, he's a healthcare executive, motivational speaker author and a professor and an and entrepreneur and this great stuff y'all listen he did almost 30 years in the united states air force bless you for that all right because i know it wasn't easy anyway so he's appeared he has appeared as a guest on the logan power show and wellness uh architect show and the black wall street and Greensville show man congratulations on that so i'm not going to hey i'm not going to go all through your bio it's you know it's long enough but however you are the man that's on the show and i want to on behalf of the lions den and everybody that's wa- uh, watching want to welcome you good sir on here hey, I appreciate right it. Appreciate yes, it yes 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 so go ahead brother tell us a little bit about what you do well, you know, before I start that, Larry, I, I too want to say that your family are in my thoughts and prayers. You know, I, you know, it's never easy losing someone, um, King. But I, I will tell you this: I'm a firm believer that our ancestors walk with us every single day. Um, and you know, even though they've gone on, and we may not be able to see them, but they guide and and they're with us. So um, you and your family will be in my thoughts and prayers. So I uh, just wanted to let you know that. But um, 
just a little bit about myself, man. You know, I did 30, oh, well, don't, don't let me tell that lie, 30 years in the Air Force. I did 25 years, 17 days, 13 minutes in the Air Force. Wait, so, wait, hold on, wait, hold you know, on, hold on. Uh, wait, down to the, how many minutes? Did you do the minutes? <laughs> Hey, 13, 13, sir. <laughs> right yeah, on. I had a countdown clock on my, <laughs> on my desktop for a little while. But now, nah, you know, it was a great time. You know, um, I joined the Air Force when I was 18 years old. Uh, my father uh, retired from the Air Force as well. So, I'm, uh, you know, Air Force was in my blood, you know. And I would tell you, if it not were not for the Air Force, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. You know, I grew so much, you know, coming from a small town, Albany, Georgia, and being able to see the world, meet some of the most amazing people you know, from countries, you know, I couldn't even pronounce before I went into the Air Force, you know, so it was a great experience. Um, but after I, you know, and while I was in, let me tell you, I was uh, for Charlie, which is mental health. So I did that uh, primarily for about 14 years of my career before I went into more of the executive roles. And you all know, as you gain rank, they stick you in the office and, you know, you, you get to lead more people or blessed to lead more people. And then by the time I retired, I was the chief of medical enlisted force for the, for ACC's um, medical force. And that was about, I think it was about 12,000 people over across 13 hospitals. I was the chief for those. So that too was a blessing. But I retired in 2018. Um, and once I retired, I took about two months off and I said, you know what? I need to get a job, you know? So I was blessed. I got hired to be a regional director for a healthcare organization. I was in charge of uh, nine clinics um, across Virginia and also Washington, D.C., it was an awesome group of people, great organization. But after about a year and X amount of months, I just still wasn't happy, you know, once I retired. And, you know, I, I, it, it was great. It was what I knew, but it wasn't my passion. So once I did, you know, I, I did some prayer. I, I consulted with a lot of my mentors as well, too. And I decided to go off and delve into my own passions, which is, you know, entrepreneurship and also giving back to our black culture which is huge to me. So that's um, just me in a nutshell up to right now. So I just calculated about 30 years into about two two or three minutes. Yo, hey, brother, that's that's dope, man. That's dope. And I know it's a um, it, it takes a lot to know that you want a job, but not necessarily is it all about the money, right? Because you have to be Absolutely. fed and have to position yourself to be fed and to feed. And it's more than just money. It's more like knowledge and, and, and really uh, cultivating our uh, society, man. So big ups to you. Herm, what you got, bro? Thank you. Hey, first, first, Dr. Washington, want to thank you for coming on to the show. Um, with your experience, I'm, I'm pretty sure you got a lot to share with us. So thank you for, uh, for coming. Uh, first thing that pops out in my mind, you say you're from Albany, Georgia, right? Yes. Ain't that where Phil Mom from? A absolutely, sir. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's what a you know about Phil, my Phil, my yeah. No, I, hey, them cats put it down for the South. Yeah, but hey, so yeah, the real A town, all been in Georgia. So, um, come coming from the military, right? Coming from the military background and being able to jump into everything that you're involved in, can you tell us about the beginning processes of okay, now I'm I, I finished this career right here, and now I'm ready mm -hmm. to get back to the black culture. What was your yeah. first steps on how you got that started? You know, my first steps um, were just dealing, you know, just taking a step back and looking at my life. And I'm a firm believer in that as well, too. You know, sometimes we got to step back from the minutiae that carries on around us with, you know, the 30-year career, you know, uh, making to the top 1% of the enlisted corps, you know, had a really good outside paying job. But I really had to step back and look within myself and say, Tracy, what's important right now? You know, you have been blessed by so many people who believed in you in quick periods of your life that when you didn't even believe in yourself. So now it's time to, what can I do to give back? Because well, I would tell you, you know, for like 26 years, it was about me. You know, it was about, you know, what rank can I get? What, you know, what job can I get? You know, and, you know, these things like that. Of course, I was helping our airmen, helping out my civilian counterparts, which I love to do. But to me, I could have done more. And I felt ashamed of that because I could have done more for not only my airmen, my, my civilian subordinates, but also my culture as well, too. You know, and that's what brain, I was brainstorming what I could do. And I love art. I love fashion. So, you know, just a spark in my mind. Hey, I can start my own clothing company, you know, but not only just start a clothing company, but how can I make that 
to align with my vision and purpose that I had, you know, come to know at that point. So that's when I said, okay, I'm going to make clothes, but I'm going to do them to showcase, highlight, and show how beautiful, how strong, how powerful our culture is. So I want, and that's how I exude that in every piece of clothing that you will see come from the United Crowns collection. So, I don't think you'll find one in there. Even our children's line, my daughter, who's our, my vice president of the children's line, and she's eight, and she'll always look for the princesses and, you know, that look like, you know, our shades of melanin. And she's proud of that because representation matters to her. And it matters to me as well, too. So that's kind of how I got started with uh, my clothing company. You know, hey, brother, that's deep. So first thing I want to do is ask the shirt that you have on. Is that yours? Yeah. Is that from your yeah. line? Absolutely. This is um, the Black Dad mm-hmm. um, shirt that we have on our line right here. Mm-hmm. And this is one of many that that highlight and celebrate black fathers. We have some that celebrate black mothers as well, too. And, which is dope, which is real dope. Yeah. And um, so everyone that's on right now, as far as in the lion's den, we are fathers. And we want to make sure that we give our children what they need. And it is hard. It's extremely difficult because of what we do as far as being yes. in the military, because the military isn't necessarily for that. And, you know, based mm-hmm. off of what we signed up for, it's not about you. It's about you know, protecting the constitution, you understand? So, but when mm-hmm. you have that burning desire inside to make a change and ladies and gentlemen, this is what we're talking about. The reason to, for change. Okay. And the reason to change. And I want to say shout out to y'all that's watching now. Hey, give us a shout out. Let us know where you're listening at. Okay. Or from, we appreciate y'all, but this is very, very crucial especially now because you have to take the time to quiet the noise and i do believe that this Mm -hmm. pandemic is helping to do that you quiet the noise and it's forcing you into a certain level of solitude where you can uh, analyze what's extremely important okay and part of what's extremely important is your legacy you want to be able to be on your deathbed or wherever and say Mm -hmm. you know what I'm good. You know, mm-hmm. no regrets, no regrets. And so I, I commend you for doing that, brother, especially by uh, mm-hmm. doing the same thing and, and helping your your daughter to see that vision as well. Will, what you got, brother? Hey, what's going on, doctor? You hey, what's going about, on? Okay. You, you mentioned about your career, how the military influence, right? So yes. to be as transparent as possible, go back to before you became an airman, right? And all those uh, trials and tribulations throughout your career and where it took you mm-hmm. to mentally. Can you go through that a little bit? Because I think it's a missing piece when you talk about new airmen, new generations as to mm-hmm. where they were and how they can get there. They're still trying to figure this middle part out. What can you offer okay. for your space? And, 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 and that's a great question. And, and let me caveat, not necessarily caveat, but add to that. I had a discussion mm-hmm. with a mentor the other day and he said, you know, even though time has changed, People are the same. If you think about it, people are the same. It's just the time is changing and we feel as though the old days was the same. But however, everyone is the same. The same people are are here and you have few different, you know, uh, personality traits. Uh, you, you get what I mean? And, and different values, you know. So yeah. I, I think that was a great question. Well, so what would you got for that, doctor? You know, and that's a great question. I appreciate you asking that. And just like I say, I was from Albany, Georgia. It's a, a small town in um, in Southwest Georgia. You know, and, and you know, I love my city. I love my state, which I'm from. But you know, I saw and I felt that there was a lot more opportunity that was out there. And you know, if you've ever been to the South, even today, you will see the deep rooted racism that was there. You know, when I was there, there were two uh, four, two sides of our city, the south side and the east side, where the blacks lived and the whites lived on the other side, you know. And, and that's kind of what I grew up with and saw the, the disparities of that. And, you know, like my high school, I would t- we had uh, Caucasian Americans in there, but it was very few, you know. So I didn't really have that many interactions except, you know, casual with other ethnic groups and minorities. So that was a change for me once I said, you know, I take this oath, I come into the military, and things like that. So when I first started, I can tell y'all, I don't have one of those Cinderella stories. Like, you know, sometimes my uh, fellow chiefs will tell you, my brothers and sisters, that, you know, their course was plotted out for them and, 
and and you know this happened that happened they had a slew of great mentors and everything just kind of lined up and magically they became chief i wasn't like that to be honest with you you know it, it was a it was a struggle for me when i first came in it was a time where i didn't fully understand the the magnitude of the organization that i had joined um you know i was doing some things in the air force that you know, well, I guess the statute of limitations is up now, so it doesn't really matter. But, you know, I was out there, you know, especially going to the clubs, fighting, drinking. You know, I was uh, I was 19, well, 20 years old, and I had two children at the age of 20. Um, you know, so I was, you know, not really focused, not really on the grind. I, I was just living day to day just enough, you know, saving that check to party and just make it to that next fifth, first and 15th. You know what I'm saying? And just surviving in the Air Force. You know, and I got into a little trouble. I got into a, a fight, you know. Um, allegedly, they said that me and my friends, you know, fought this dude and, you know, ended up, he ended up, you know, seriously injured and, you know, possibly, uh, you know, may have, lost, you know, could have possibly lost life. But I, I don't know about that portion because we never really saw him. But I almost got court-martialed when I was like a senior airman. So, you know, for me, I, I, you know, I was lost and I, I stepped back and then I had a great supervisor, uh, Larry Glover. Um, and he sat me inside and he, you know, back in the day in the air force, he was like, young blood, sit down, you know, what you going to do? Because I'm going to tell you the way you're going, they will lock you up and throw away the key. And if you do that, you know, all these different things and you, you keep going along this path, you're going to either end up with a felony, getting discharged and you got kids to worry about now. You know, but at that point, y'all, I'll be honest with you, I was a boy trying to raise children. I just was. So, you know, Larry was a great influence on me. He helped me channel and focus in on what my purpose was and what I was truly doing as an airman. You know, so I took that guidance from him. And then, you know, and, and instead, I was a slow learner, y'all. I'm going to tell you, I got the title of Dr. Washington, but I was a slow learner. Because another five years, I was doing good. I made rank, but I still didn't quite get it. You know, and then um, I got married and, um, you know, I got married while I was young. And then, you know, I still had that mentality of I didn't know where I was going, you know. So ended up that relationship ended up in a divorce. Of course, that spills over into the Air Force career. But luckily, I had another great supervisor as well, too. You see, these mentors kept coming into my life that said, you're better than what you are. You just need to do it. So and all of my mentors uh, well, I say 90% of them were African-American, but a few were white as well, too. But Major Mark Martello um, was a white, uh, one of my white mentors. He was a major when I was in Hawaii. And he sat me down. He said, Sergeant Washington, I'm going to tell you like this. You're a great person. You're a great airman. But you will not receive a five on your EPR. When back in the day, we had five wall fives. But you won't receive a five unless you, you go to school and make sure about yourself because you're too smart to be running around here doing the things that you're doing and not educating yourself and preparing yourself for the future of you and your children. And I was mad, y'all. I was You know what, I brother? Me, th- that is so deep. I-, I do appreciate you doing this. And and again, Will, this was a great question because we have a lot of chiefs or take that back. We have a lot of um, you know, E E9s that you know will make uh-huh. it seem as though, yeah, you know, all you have to do is That's all right. you have to do is this. But what they fail to do is be honest. And and Absolutely. talk to their people to let them know, hey, there was a time I wasn't shit for real. You get yep. what I mean? And yep. but it takes individuals to to see the true you behind the uniform. You get what I mean? And say, hey, you Absolutely. do have potential, mm-hmm. but you out of line right now. Now you got a choice. Yes. You can either get in Absolutely. line or you can get Absolutely. out the gate. You dig what I'm saying? So Absolutely. I do appreciate that, man. This is this is awesome stuff. And I and shout out to everybody that's tuned in. Hopefully y'all grabbing something from this because this is a rare time when an individual, a doctor, an individual of, of this magnitude being able to still be able to articulate the fact of how humble the beginnings were and the individuals that were placed in his life. Because you said it twice. Luckily, I had this. Luckily, I had this person yes. in my life because it could have easily been extremely different brother so i just wanted to you know pay that you know okay. right now but no Mike, go ahead brother go ahead you can continue and actually you know and i and i'm, and I'm glad you make that um those points and you know i gotta correct myself because i gotta stop saying lucky and i'm going to do that i'm working on that because i don't believe in luck and there's no such thing as luck there you know we have blessings and we make choices so you know i was blessed to have those people be brought into my life 
And, you know, when we talk about, you know, I, I have a lot of brothers and sisters, like you say, Chiefs, and, and don't get me wrong, we all have our own journey. And that's what it's all about. But a lot of people, they'll, they'll leave out tidbits of their journey to make that journey seem glorified. You understand what I'm saying? But my grandmother, Miss Mercedes Washington, uh, she was a great woman. She, um, you know, lived to the age of 98. But she used to always tell me, she said, boy, if you live your life and you don't have a testimony, then you didn't waste the whole, like, your whole life. So I took that along, you know, as I became a chief to tell my true story, you know, because it wasn't perfect. Um, but there were some good times and there were some not so good times. But anyway, with Major Mark Martello, because he was profound for me, because believe it or not, I was a tech sergeant um, with a line number for master and did not have my CCAF. You know, and uh, a lot of people say, like, what? How did you not have your CCAF after all those years? But I just didn't. You know, I was good at, you know, test taking. I did my job. I was great at it. But I just didn't have the education, nor did I have the drive to do it. But, you know, the blessing that Mark Mortello gave me was to see that I needed to further my education. So I started my education in Honolulu, Hawaii, when I was stationed there. I uh, went to school pretty much full time, six days a week. I was in school, you know, um, after work. Um, and then right before I finished my undergrad, I said, you know what? I just need to start looking for a master's program. So before I even finished, I was like in the last few semesters of my undergrad, I started my master's program. So, and I did that and it took me two and a half years. I also completed uh, a dual master's actually, because I, I have a second master's in healthcare administration. And then right before I did that, because I was on the roll at this point, you know, like when somebody gives you that positive energy and you feel it, you had that support. I mean, the sky's the limit at that point. You know, I was so amped up because I had, you know, every, you know, my, my supervisor on my side, things were going right. I was thinking right. The milk, my promotions were going right. So things were starting to line up at this point. And then um, I started my doctorate um, in Honolulu, Hawaii as well, too. Um, I went to school for literally 10 years straight. I even um, took classes when I was deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, I can remember writing papers on the black of, on the back of Chinooks and Blackhawks, you know, trying to, to get these things done so I could uh, to get them done. You know, where there's a will, there's a way. So, when, you know, my airmen used to tell me, well, Chief, I'm busy. Uh, you know, I got all this going on. You know, the things that we want in life, if you truly want it, you will make time for it. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer in that. Absolutely. Hold on, brother. Look, let me get these questions in there, man, because you're on the okay. roll, brother. But, I mean, this is... It's paramount. It is. It's, it's extremely paramount, man. People need to know this stuff and not taking making excuses for the shit that they can do and that they say they want to do. Because I'm a firm believer in accountability. Don't if you got the energy to tell me what you want, use that same energy to get what you need. So go yeah, ahead, Larry. Larry, brother, you got a, a question, man. Go ahead. Yes, Dr. Washington, I'm glad you talked about education because that's exactly where I was going when we are talking about this topic of reason for change. I want you to tell me mm -hmm. when you're pursuing your degrees and when you're pursuing your education, not necessarily degrees, but your education, what sparks you to keep going? And then what do you say to folks like myself and many others that are watching that is still hesitant to start that master's program because I'm still not real sure which direction I want to go? And do I really mm -hmm. want to pursue that? So just speak on whatever it is you feel about your growth with your education. You know, with growth with education, I got to a point, like I say, I was, um, I was about 12 years in, and I decided that it was truly important um, to start gathering, you know, further education, you know what I'm saying, outside of our technical schools and things such as that. But to be honest with you, I wasn't really strengthened by my mother, who was a special education teacher, Miss Barbara Ann Washington, um, and she had a passion for education. So, you know, uh, my mother died, uh, passed away in 2000, I mean, excuse me, 1998, and she was working on her master's degree. So I can tell you, you know, just with that drive and how important education was to her, it was like almost for me picking up the torch for her. You know what I'm saying? It was like carrying on that vision and that dream that she had to educate others as well, because that's why I really went on to get my doctorate. It's good to have your bachelor's and master's if you're looking, you know, if you want to get a career or, you know, different things, entrepreneurship or whatever. But if you really truly want to teach in higher academia, you need to get your doctorate degree. And I said, well, you know, if I'm striving to be the best I can in the military, well, since I'm doing the education and the military is paying for 99.9 percent .9 of it, let me go all the way to the top. So that's what I did. And, you know, I tried to 
focus my education not only on Air Force needs, and I'm gonna be honest with y'all on that. It, it, it was to a certain degree, but I was a mental health tech, and I got my I have my degrees in justice administration, um, human resources, healthcare administration, and business administration. So of course I can use that those as a senior NCO, but I was prepping for the future because I understand that yeah you don't need, and I hear a lot of people say well you don't need a higher education to start a business yeah you don't but does it hurt to have that extra education that's going to put you over the top when you do start your business and go off on these other endeavors? They'll say, well, Steve Jobs and all these people, you know, they didn't finish college and they're billionaires, but they're looking at a lot of factors that these, these men and women have that we as African-Americans visually do not have, if you understand what I'm saying. So it's very different when we as African-Americans are going out and trying to get loans for businesses and trying to, to, to build our entrepreneurial spirit, you better come with your A game because when you're looking at banks, they look at your education. They look at the things that you've done before. So you better not give, you have to make them tell you no. Make them struggle to tell you no. You're not going to tell Tracy Washington no real quick and send me on the way. Hey, hey. I'm going to make you struggle for that no. There you go. That, and I needed that. And everybody need that too. You get what I'm saying? That That's deep. Yeah. That's real deep. And you know, open your own door and close your own door that's Absolutely. my that's my philosophy you don't want to do that right have everybody else close the door when it's yours in the first place Herm what you got brother yes. so Dr. Washington um, going back uh, to UC, going back to the UCC your clothing brand is your, yes. is your clothing brand right now um, involved in any uh, community outreach or any kind of uh, non-profit uh, stuff at the moment Absolutely. Um, currently right now, uh, the United Crowns Collection, we're having a huge fundraiser. It's called We Run With Ahmad. Um, and we all have seen the different videos and know the story of Mr. Um, Arbery and, and kind of what went on with him, you know. And I'm going to tell y'all, I, I made a mistake and watched that video. And, and it truly broke my heart and spirit. And um, I called my uh, creative director and, and, and marketing team and I said, look, guys, we're going to have to do something about this. And, and literally, we designed shirts that morning, and we had that program going up that we run with a mod with the shirts for people can buy in less than five hours. And all the proceeds that we receive of that 100% will be going to a charity that Ahmad's family has picked out. We were in contact with his lawyer's office and also the NAACP of Georgia. So, you know, um, that's something that we're running right now. Um, that's a, a hot ticket for UCC. Another thing that we're doing is Motivational Wednesdays. I do a live IG um, for my platform, and we talk about solution-oriented um, resolutions to problems or issues going on in our communities. Uh, I believe that we are experts at knowing what's wrong in the black community. But, okay, now that we've said that, what are we going to do about it? And those are the things that we talk about on our Motivational uh, Wednesdays on our uh, UCC channel. You know, um, and those are the major two things that we have going on right now. But um, I'm in the final stages of making uh, the United Crowns um, Foundation, which will be a nonprofit. Um, and with that nonprofit, not only will we be fighting injustices and helping support uh, that across the United States and around the world, actually, but again, with education, we'll, um, our vision and goal is to give out one full scholarship to uh, students. Uh, a student, deserving student, once we um, get things up and running, and a lot of other community-based initiatives, grassroots-type initiatives, to further along and elevate our communities. But thank you for that question. So, you know what? I want to say congratulations to you um, in advance, especially, because um, I truly, truly believe that where that's coming from is coming from the right place, and it's necessary. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys are just tuning in, this is a reason, a reason to change and um i want to encourage you all to listen to the doctor and listen to what he says he's doing in his community to mean that you can do the same thing in your own passion for Absolutely. your own purpose you get what i'm saying so to his yeah. point we all know what the issues are right we don't need a forum for that being for real, yeah, like uh, unless you, you yeah. know, been living under a rock or, or you know, you're, 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 you're too busy uh, focused on, you know, frivolous things. So if you yeah. are tired, don't get me wrong. People say how much they're, t they're tired of this. They're tired of this. They're tired of marching. They're tired of doing this. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
will stop doing it. Then what you're going to do? I promise you, I promise you, we are not about what the issue is. Well, first we have to understand it, but now it's about what can you do? And then don't think that you are not, that you don't have enough power because you do. The power is in numbers and also unity. That's what I believe we lack. So for example, what if I told you, doctor, say, you know what, man? Okay, I hear you trying to do that, but you know, us at the Lions then we're already doing that. So, you know, we ain't not gonna holler at you because we got it under control. That's ego mm-hmm. and that's out of line. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. And that's what we Absolutely. have. Well, that's what we have in our communities that help break us apart. So too much is diversified. What if we put yes. everything together in our own different lanes, but with the same common goal, things can pop Absolutely. off. You feel me? Larry, what Absolutely. you got, brother? All right, Dr. Washington, my next question is is tied towards, um, I had a brain fart there, forgive me. Uh, It's tied towards, oh, your reason why. So I know you talked about reason for change and you kind of gave some examples, especially Mm -hmm. with what recently happened in the state of Georgia. But what sparked your original reason for why you decided to make that change from, you know, like you said, fighting in the club, doing all that craziness, to like really going and getting into this direction towards being Dr. Washington today? My why was, and be, that's a simple answer for me, simple yet complex, my children. My children are my why. Um, you know, my I have three, uh, four children. Um, I have a 25-year-old, 24-year-old, four-year-old, I mean, uh, 25, 24, 20, and an eight-year-old. And they are my legacy. They are my true legacy. They're the greatest things I've ever done. I can tell you all the stripes, all the businesses, none of that matters. But for me, they're my why, and my why drove me to want to make their nation and their world a better place through my scope of influence. You know, it's so important to me that we start with family and that's key for me as a resolution to a lot of issues that we have in in the African-American community. So how can I say, you know, this is my vision, but yet I'm not doing anything outside of my family's scope to change you know, the things around me, my neighborhood, my communities. So those were, my children were my reason why. It's just real simple for me. That's simple. That's what I focus on every day. Mm -hmm. And that's deep. That's deep. Foots, what you got, brother? So piggybacking off of uh, making an impact in the community, what are some ways that people can make small steps to get involved in the community once this uh, quarantine is over? Um, the, it, a great question. That is. That's you a know, dope question. And you know what? That's the problem. People use this as an excuse as to why they can't do the things they say that they want to do. You, you get what I mean? And I, I think it's complete crap. But what you think about that, sir? You know, this quarantine um, should should have been or is going on right now a time that we have, could have taken or should be taking to self-reflect on everything, you know, that's going on with our lives. It, it, like you say, it took away all the the hustle and bustle and all the outside noise. And we should have said, you know, this is the time for me to reflect on myself. You know, and within that reflection, I will say that we should use all of our, our own special gifts that our higher power, God, the universe, God, whatever you want to say, to use those special gifts to make a slight change, you know, within our scope of um, influence. And the first one is to really start with your household as well. Because if your household isn't straight, it's real hard to go outside that and change somebody else's household. You understand what I'm saying? And I think, too, that if we use our gifts, like whether you can sing, whether you can speak well, whether you can um, write or whatever, these are tools that we can use to uplift our communities. The number one thing I would encourage all of our listeners and anybody who I come in contact with, too, is if you want to change things, vote exercise your rights to vote. I don't care if you're a Democrat, independent, Republican, whatever, make your voice being heard. Because it's hard for, in my own personal opinion, it's hard for us to ask for a black agenda when we and we see statistically we don't have a black participation. It's real hard to ask for that. So that's one of the focus I tell people at every level of politics from the, um, you know, from your local municipalities all the way up to the federal government, this is where you may change in your communities. Even in the Maha case, you'll see that 
all the people who were corrupt and actually did wrongdoings in this case were elected officials. You see, that's where your power comes in, where you can get those people out of there and put people who have your interests. And, you know, just gifts that the world needs to see and my community needs to have, and it will help influence and push my people further. Because we're greater than what we expect that we are. Just like to show you guys out here, this is awesome. I, this is a beautiful platform to actually share your gifts to change our communities, which you're doing right now. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And so we want to thank you for that. But before we go to you, Herm, because I got you, we want to make sure you know what time it is. We take that second for our sponsor. Hey, hey, look here, doctor. Have you ever heard of Kevlar's Grill? I have. You have? Have you heard about it over here on this side? No, um, I actually have a friend that talks about it, but, you know, I've never had it. Okay, well, look, you watch this. Well, well, guess what? You about to see it and, and, and watch what's going to happen to your taste buds. Ladies and gentlemen, shout okay. out to Kevlar's Grill. Kevlar's Grill is our sponsor. They've been doing things for, for us and with us from day one. Okay, their number is 618-416-7500. Please dig this. Hey, also, they have the gratitude box. So if you want to pay for a meal, for a first responder you can do that right here they have three different types of meals and also by the way starting today they actually have breakfast now what okay now obviously we can't do the 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 brunch that that they used to have or whatever because of the current situations but that's still no reason for you not to get some of that wholesome breakfast so they got the fish and shrimps hey they got the um you know, the steaks and everything in this great. And so they do deliver. They got the Grubhub 25 mile radius. OK, so again, their number is 618-416-5700 located inside the VFW post 4183. Can you dig it? Hey, and listen, the food is outstanding, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know about it, ask somebody, ask them to ask them to email you a plate. All right. Trust me, it'll work. Uh, hey, what you got, Doc? Hey, do they deliver to Hampton, Virginia? Brother, I bet you they're freeze dry. Hey, and, and make it do okay, what it do. Good. I'm telling you, because look, them brothers, hey, them brothers is some hustlers. You understand? That's why we deal okay. with them. Please believe me. Go ahead, okay. Herm. What you got, Herm? Hey, so Dr. Washington, now that you're retired and, and you're moving on to the next phase of, of what your where your life is taking you, have you received like negative feedback from the people in your past military? Because from what I experienced, a lot of times when people talk about being pro-black, they think that you are anti-something else. Mm. Have, you, have, have you have you faced that? And how did you respond to that? How do you educate them people on that? Um, you know, honestly, I, I, I truly haven't um, thus far. Thus far, I haven't received any negative feedback from uh, any of my, you know, friends, uh, former colleagues or brothers and sisters of chiefs. You know, even with our uh, the, the branding that we have, I will tell you this. Again, I've been a blessed man because I've had people of all ethnicities, backgrounds, buy our shirts and support my company. I have not had that just as of yet uh, where I've received any negative. But I will tell you, I have received sometimes that a little shade. You know what I'm saying? From certain people that, you know... It's almost that mentality like, oh, okay, I see you got your little shirt business going on. Hold on, wait, 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 Doc, 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 yo, 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 hold on. I'm glad you said that because it's so out of line. But the question is, and and I'm going to throw it out there, you know, because I don't care. You know, plus Uh, I've been sipping a little bit. Is it the individuals that A, know you or B, look like you? They look just like me, Mm. yes, yes. That's why I said it. And, you know, I was talking to a business partner of mine and, we, you know, (laughs) <laughs> it, it, it's funny, but you know, I don't, I don't focus on that energy. I, I can tell you that I, I truly don't, you know, I'll, you know, whatever they say, I'll let you shoot your shot or whatever. And I move on because my energy and my focus is not on that. It's bringing the best I can to my business and to the people and my customers and everybody else. So, yeah, but you know, you get shade every once in a while, but other than that, it's no real blatant, you know, just because like you're pro black or, your, your products are flow brack. I haven't received any negative feedback behind that yet. Only support from um, all of my fellow chiefs, airmen, and everybody that I've contacted with in the Air Force. That's dope, man. Congratulations with that. Big Will, what you got, brother? 
Dr. Washington, you uh, talked about your fellow children and, of course, your one princess, right? Yes. So how do you educate your children, the types of conversation you have with them mm-hmm. in this reality that we have here today? Yes. Um, I, I have to have that conversation often where I say some conversations you might not have to have with your children that I have yes. to have with mine. Oh, absolutely. Just a little bit? Yes, absolutely. You know, my, I have older two sons. My oldest son, Jamil, uh, just to give you a description before I speak, he, Jamil is 6'8". He's about 315 pounds. He was a uh, NCAA football player in, um, at a, a small, uh, you know, school in Oklahoma. He's a high school football coach now, but we have stern conversations. You know, just realism that, you know, you can't do some of the things that he's 25 that some of your your other friends are able to do. Like, you know, like the police stop you. Hey, look, son, you know, show your ID. Don't argue, whatever. If they're going to take you to jail, just, just shut your mouth and call me and your mama. We're coming to get you. And I'll be on the first plane smoking. You know what I'm saying? But we have these conversations because it's, it, it's very different. I truly believe that African-Americans or black communities – when we speak to our children, it's on a whole different, almost survival um, type conversation, if you will. You know, that's, that's prepping them to go out into the world, to be productive, to be safe, and to return back to our homes. Now, with my daughter, she's eight years old, but I have open, honest conversations at her level as well, too. Even as we were prepping for this business, I'm going to tell y'all, she's in every step of the business. She knows understands, you know, that we have to purchase the shirts first and the proper things. But when we talked about the Arbery case, she had a lot of questions. And I had to speak at her level, but I told her, certain people in this country, they do not like you because of the color of your skin, the way you look, the way you dress, the way you speak. And, and you know, and I had to filter all of the questions that she had. I don't avoid those questions because I don't avoid, and I'm going to tell my children the truth. Now, I don't sugarcoat things, but I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying, but I'm not going to sugarcoat it either, because she needs to know at an early age, and she's experienced racism at eight years old in her school systems as well. So it's important that she knows this, and that we are doing something to change it. And that's the difference between those type conversations of saying, oh, well, it's messed up in the black community, and police don't like us, and these things. My daughter will tell you, this is what me and my daddy are doing to change that situation. See, that's the difference when you have those conversations. And then again, I'm uh, resolution oriented. So now, Mia, what are we going to do? We're going to start a fundraiser. We're going to, I'm going to take you down when I vote to show you how to vote, you know, and these different things. So that was the type of conversations I have with my children. You know what? That's dope, man. Seriously. I don't know any yeah. ways, uh, any other ways to put it, man. That's extremely dope. And everyone that's listening right now, I want to give you guys the opportunity. If you want to call and you have a question for the doctor, the number's posted and pinned. But it's 618-792-6747. One more time. 618-792-6747. Hey, but doctor, I got this question for you. So if you could, um, man, what's one thing, one thing that you would change from the past? If there's one thing that you could change, what would it be? If it were one thing, I would, um, I would have, hmm, that's a great question. Cause you know, I, I think my past defines me, but if I could change one thing, I would have listened earlier. I would have listened to the people who truly cared about me and listened to the advice and the guidance that they gave me and not waste time because time is our precious, most precious thing that we own. And when you waste time, you're never going to get it back. So just being a better steward of my time and listening to older, uh, more mature and experienced people who tried to help me earlier in my life. Mm. Okay, I can dig that. Hey, and listen, I want to give a shout out to our viewers out there. Hey, Pink, we see you out there. So, hey, y'all, the Dan, in, including you, uh, doctor, he asked, uh, do you think do you think it's necessary to have that talk? with our kids at a young age. Like, so I'll take myself for example. So I got a 16 year old and I have an eight year old, right? Daughter. And so the thing is, my philosophy is if she don't learn it from me, okay, she is going to learn or come up with her own conclusions by social media and by friends and by individuals that don't have the same uh, life experiences as the family does. And so it may shift 
her thought process of what life is supposed to be. So, uh oh, so yes. we got a call that came in. So that's just my thought process. So one second. So we got a caller in. Who's calling? Hey, uh, my name is Marco, and I'm watching your stream. And I also have a question for, for the doctor and anybody okay. that's on the stream. All right, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. You so, love. Hey, Sean, what did you do to combat racism in the military? And, and also, how did you overcome that and, and defeat that process to still manage to do 20 years? Mm, so did you hear that, doctor? Yeah, can you repeat the question? Okay, so basically, a he asked, "How? What do you do to combat racism? And what did you do within being in so long, right? To to have to deal yes. with that? What did you? How did you combat that? Hey, and shout out to you, brother. Thanks for calling in. All right. You know that's a great question. And no I problem. You, Thank you. My twenty five year, my twenty five year career. There was uh, points where there was uh, overt racism that went on. When you talk from the difference of uh, you know." the airmen of the quarter boards and NCO of the quarter boards where you could see blatant, you know, um, you know, they hang out together at the, the, the um, you know, they're different spots, but and, you know, they're getting these things and, 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 and I could, the list could go on and on. And I will tell you this, what I did was I surrounded myself with a great group of friends, mentors that we were able to talk about these things and strategize plans to help circumvent these things as well too. Uh, throughout my latter part of my career, I can tell you, just like when I talked about when a bank, I'm going to make you and make it hard for you to tell me no. I took that same montage when it came to everything that I did in the military. I'm going to make you work to tell uh, Sergeant Washington no, Master Sergeant Washington no, Senior Master Sergeant Washington no, and you damn sure had to work hard to tell Chief Master Sergeant uh, Washington no. You know, so I think if I would give any advice to our young African American airmen or any other minority group, I would say, you know, just educate yourself the best you can. Know those, uh, your AFIs, regulations, whatever branch of service that you're in. Make that your craft when you're in to know all of these things. And then, too, not only meet the standard, you exceed Exceeded. the standard every single day you walk into the office. Yes. Because you don't give them ammunition to use against you, you exceed it. And that's all right, man. I'm so glad you said that, man, because there's so many times we complain. And when I mean we, I mean individuals that either look like us or that, you know, obviously we share the same type of thread, right? The fabric of hustle, if you will. Yeah. But what we do do, we do ourselves this justice because we don't take care of dotting the I's and crossing the T's because that's what they're going to look at. You understand? And that's what they're going to judge you by the lack of detail or attention to detail that you put into yourself or whatever it is that you say you're doing. And then you basically uh, validate the thought of them at the, you know, that they had of you in in the end of the day. So, yeah, that's deep. Hey, what you got, uh, Larry? Yeah, Dr. Washington, my last question. So we're talking about reason for change, right? So yes. you said you got some kids that's, you know, in their 20s. Talk about the time when they were young teenagers in high school and how hard it was for, maybe not for you, but for most people that are watching, for them to understand the importance of education, the importance of listening to the old heads, as they call us, to know yes. that we're trying to lay the groundwork for what you need to, what you're about to encounter that you're not understanding right now. Yes. Because and we're the say, parents and we have, go ahead. Yeah. And you know, I, I think that's an awesome question and it's important to educate, 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 you know, at the youngest level, as soon as your kid starts talking, you need to start that education process. You see what I'm saying? Like we send our kids to school, you know, what, five days a week, eight hours a day, and they learn a certain curriculum. But there's another curriculum that they need to learn that they're not going to get in our education system, which is our culture, our true culture. Because what they're going to get in school is they're going to get, okay, we got slavery. They'll may talk about Africa for about 2.3 seconds. And then they're going to end that with probably a Martin Luther King in the, at the end. But, you know, it's a lot more to our history and culture that, you know, you couldn't fit in volumes of books. And I think that's the education that we need to start pressing to show our children just because they don't tell you that you are king or there they know you that go. you are. And I'm <laughs> telling you that you are. I have mm -hmm. a calendar, and I wish I could turn my phone. I have a calendar, a black history calendar, that, you know, every month. And every day it tells you a black history fact. Me and my daughter stand at that calendar every morning, and we read that fact, and then we go, and even it, like a lot of stuff, I don't know. But if I don't know it, I'll find the answer. So if I don't know, it can tell her, we'll sit together and research 
why that's important in the African-American history. And I think that's where we need to start as well, too, is self-teaching our children to augment the education that they're going to have. And that should travel on throughout their whole uh, adult life, if you will, not adult life, but maybe from, you know, ground zero to all the way, you know, up into the early 20s. We got to keep that education going. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And then if we don't, back to the original point, if we don't, then the streets will, social media will, or entertainment absolutely. will, right? And yeah, that's, absolutely. man, that's dope. Hey, Herm, what you got, brother? So I think you're the perfect person for me to ask this question to. We talked about it, uh, I think it was last show or show before, about what black culture is in America. And wow. I, I, and my stance was we have, we've allowed America to sell us that hip-hop is our culture. And this is the reason why we get seen in a certain way, because that's yeah. what the mainstream media portrays, you know, in the movies, our music. And uh, yes. and I got corrected by a friend offline about, hey, that's not our culture. Uh, but so for, 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 for me to you, what's your definition? What, like, long story short, what's your definition of black culture? What do people need to know about black culture? To me, black culture is so multifaceted that this we would have to literally hold four lines then conversations to incorporate it all. Absolutely. Hip-hop, Damn right. Hip hop <laughs> hip hop is a is a is a is a um, part of our African American or black culture. And even when I say African American, it's just amazing because you know there's subsects to even the black culture. You got uh, Dominican uh, black Americans, you got uh, Latino black Americans, you got, and you just try to clump us. But you know, I say to me, in my throughout my studies, research, and things such as that, we built every aspect of American culture. To be honest with you, when you look at rock and roll, you look at the, the sciences, you look at the arts, you look at every facet that goes on in America. We built that, and they stole it. To be honest with you. You know, I, I can't think of one thing, and you probably, and, and you can Google it, I'll wait, but you really can't tell me one aspect where black people did not have a paramount uh, positive impact on any part of American society. And you know or what? I, and I'm glad you said that. I am gl- glad you said that because there's it's statistics out there and it's proof. It's verifiable proof out there. But what I have a problem with is, okay, why do we have to continue to push what we've already done? Let's keep doing it. So it's like Muhammad Ali say, hey, I'm going to show you how great I am, not how great we were. That's that's done because we already did it. And and it's almost like we don't own the bear of, 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 of proof. You get what I'm saying? Yes. We don't own yes. that. So let's get it in like we've been getting it in and make mm-hmm. the change that we want to see. Because, man, honestly, man, and it's part of, you know, getting out of your own way. All right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and getting That's out it. of our own way. Stop trying to wake up people that want to stay asleep. What are you Absolutely. doing? You get what I'm saying? If you're woke, Absolutely. if you're woke right now and you get it. Boom. I know what we did. I know what we're about. Now it's time to put in that work. How much time you going to put in to trying to wake up individuals next to you that will fight you to stay asleep? Well, you, I you get what I'm saying? Too. You know, Harriet Tubman said she could have freed more slaves if only they known they were slaves. You know, and I think, too, you know, in every culture, whether it be black, white, whatever, you're going to have, you know, those subgroups that, you know, you got the more woke ones, you got people who are asleep. But I will tell you this, I'm on a train that's going forward. Anybody who's willing to top on that Jump train, on. I will welcome you with open yeah. arms. But choose not to, that's not going to stop my train from moving fast forward. And I think that us, us as a people that we need to really grasp a hold of, that we're not going to take everybody with us. That's not the purpose. The purpose is to take the people who want to make change, want to you, you know, like take our culture to the ultimate level and and display it for what it truly is. Those are the people we want to train. Everybody else, you can stay where you at. Absolutely. Hold on one second. So we got a caller. Yeah. Hey, how are you, Miss Yolanda? You on the Lions Den? Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, this is not Yolanda. This is Tommy. Oh, Tommy. Hey, you need to get off of Yolanda's <laughs> phone. But no, I'm joking. Go ahead, brother. So go ahead, man. Hey, we got you live. What you got, brother? Hey, thank you so much for what your brother's doing. I really appreciate the dialogue, man. I mean, we need more of things like this, man. I mean, like you said, we don't have a voice. Uh, our proactiveness, uh, we lost the media. 
some time ago, you know, especially in times of bias and bigotry. Yes. Um, but my thing is this, you know, um, why, how is it that, you know, we've been so used to mobilizing the same way, um, you know, since uh, the days like Selma, Martin Luther King and, and the churches getting involved. Mostly you don't see churches getting involved with the proactiveness of, you know, us having our voice. Um, uh, hold on, you know, hold on, wait, 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 hold on, brother. Yeah. What's, what's your name one more time? My name is Tommy. Tommy, check this out, Tommy, because I can dig yeah. it. I, I didn't already picked up what you put down and put it in my pocket, but I tell you one thing: we don't got yeah, that much time to get up in there okay. because sure. Hey, hey, sure. No, sure. No, no, I mean, because <laughs> hey, because guess what? I know you can dig it. I know you can dig it, right? And I can dig it. Right? I can dig it. I can dig it. We can dig it. Right. Everybody can dig it. So, but guess what? What I would like to do, and why you on the yes, line, sir. and everybody that's watching live right now, y'all give us a thumbs up if y'all want to continue this conversation with a part two. Y'all give us a thumbs up in love and, and all that because I don't think it's just a question for the doctor you dig I don't think yes, it's a question I just I don't think it's a question for the lions then I think it's a question for everyone that's listening right now because we put oh, so much you. you feel me listen we put so much faith into external things and we forget yes, about sir. the light that's inside of us. Hey, Tommy, thanks for calling, brother. Yes, Stay sir. online, bro. And, and, and we, we, hey, we, we might talk about it a little bit, but we ain't go dive into it for real. Oh, for I real. understand. I understand. I appreciate it. I appreciate what y'all do. I really do. No doubt, brother. Hey, you stick around, brother. Yes, sir. All right. Yo, hey, See, look, that's hey. what's happening. You feel me? Y'all hey, ready to go in on the church? Bruh, wait, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet, Lord. Damn. Hey, I'm, I'm telling you, bruh. Hey, hey, yeah, right. Hey, hey, I was going to have to get another drink for that. But, uh, you know what? This would do, doctor. If you want to spend, get, uh, just give me a couple of minutes on what, what you think about that. I would say that there's a lot of different avenues that, you know, have helped the cause. But I think over time things change. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have to be willing to change as well too, because the same things that work, you know, in the past may not work in the future. And the only thing that is constant is change. And we just need to keep pressing forward. That's, you know, man, it's, it's a topic, man. That would be perfect for a whole show. Okay. You know, okay. um, to talk about, but definitely I think that, it, yeah. Okay. Well, well, listen. Well, look. Let, let me talk to. Let, let's talk to the den. Hey, brothers, what y'all think? Y'all think that this would be a, a good segue into, for another show on the Lions Den? What y'all think, Herm? What absolutely. You, okay, Foots. You said absolutely. Right on, Herm. What you got? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, th that's a big part of part of the culture right there. That that used to be the leading leading way. You know what I mean? And we got to change the way we do things. You know what I mean? It's a digital age. Yeah, I think I think it'll be good, bro. I'm telling you, hey, what you think, Will? Hey, I think that's going to be a very needed conversation to be had because as you look at it, hey, you can donate to that that that, that good old collection plate online now. So if you can do that online, what else are you not talking about? So I think that's a good segue. You know, and 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 Larry, I, I see you got you you had the thumbs up. What you think, brother? Oh, absolutely, man, and I think. Real, real, realistically talking, it's gonna hurt some feelings, but it is what it is. Like, let's just be honest and hey, be authentic, hey, man. Hey, let's, hey, stop, let's stop playing, bro. Like, the church is the bump is the is the it's the community like it's supposed to be, but are we seeing that? Let's talk about it, bro. And that's what it is. So, and someone asked, and uh, Miss Kim, and I don't, I'm, I'm a. I'm making I'm gonna acknowledge the fact what you asked, but we're gonna use this another time. Kim wanna know uh what's the faith of the Lions Den crew. Now that's a whole nother topic, but I can tell you this what it is is action that you can see. Now you can put that wherever you want to put it. And I'm not speaking on behalf of the Lions Den, I'm speaking from me, from Seth. However, the brothers that's on right now, whatever their religious standpoint is and what it is in, that's what they gravitate to. And I respect that. And I respect anybody as far as their beliefs, and especially if your belief or your religion is helping you to a higher level of consciousness and being able to connect with individuals, no matter what they look like and what they believe in. I high five you. You dig it? I love you because it's all about love, essentially. So if I have to take any amount of breath 
that's in my lungs to explain to you why your religion or your faith is wrong, I'm out of line. Mm-hmm. You feel me? It ain't about I, that. It ain't about that. Now, as soon as anybody come out their mouth and tell me, well, my faith is the is the best, then get, get the hell out of my face because you're talking shit, you're talking crazy. Get out of my just like the doctor say, I'm on this train. You dig it? Now, you can do one or two things. Hey, you can jump on or you can get in front of it and watch what happens. Period. Point blank. But anyway, uh, what I do want to say is thanks everybody for listening because we've been on for an hour. This was great, yo. This hey, it was, man. It seemed like thirty minutes. I was, I, I, hey, I was getting yeah. ready to go. I was warming up. I, I know, brother. But <laughs> hey, but but you know what we go do though? No, I didn't even ask you, man. Do you mind coming back for part two? Oh, absolutely. Right absolutely. on. Y'all heard on. it. Y'all heard it. It's live and, and, and it's on wax. But I do want to thank y'all. Hey, we want to give any. What you got, brother? Any final words? Where can individuals find you at, brother? Well, actually, what they can do, you can, um, with my company, it's, you can find it at www.united-crowns.com. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. And then you can just always reach out to, um, to reach me directly at the company at info at united dash crowns.com and they can hit me up anyway and I'll get right back to you and what we're going to do is uh, pride we're going to make sure we post it because you know in between that or just want to make sure that y'all hit the click and y'all can go back to it because that's what we do we want to make sure that we give uh, credit to those that's truly 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 getting it in final words what you got foots man awesome show brothers I'm looking forward to the part two can't wait I mean we got more things to discuss yes Yes, most definitely. Most definitely. Will, what you got, brother? In closing, we're doing the part two, but don't wait until that part two for you to have some type of action in between there. That's right. Everybody has the capability to influence change. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're doing your part. Yes, yes. And also, I would like to add, do your part, understand your why, for real. Because just because we are the lion's den and we're probably the hottest podcast on this side of Mississippi, for real, for real, does not mean that that's what you need to do. If you understand what I'm saying, do what you're led to do. Everyone has their own calling. You feel me? And, 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 but do answer your call. If that makes sense, right? Everyone got a horn that they want to toot, toot your own note. All right. And then make that change happen. What you got, Herm? So, hey, Dr. Washington, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I'm glad I got to know you, and now I'm going to be able to follow to see what you do moving forward. I really respect what you're doing for the community, and you're and you're unapologetic with it. You're saying what it is, and I think that's important. Um, thank you, guys. Man, another show down, man. Much love. Hey, for the people that's watching, um, when we come on, man, don't be afraid to share this on y'all's page. Yes. You know what I mean? If y'all, if y'all feel like this content is worth it, uh, hit the share button, man, so everybody else can get on it and watch it with us. Yeah, absolutely. And and th- yes, y'all, that's the thing. We do know that we push the envelope, but doesn't it need to be pushed? Like, uh, aren't you tired of hearing the same old shit? And then knowing deep down in your heart, this isn't right. Or I can really connect with individuals that's doing something that's focused on leadership growth and development with action you get what i'm saying so like to herm's point if y'all watching this make sure you share it it's all right and guess what it's free we ain't charging you you get what i'm saying so it's all good hey so i'm gonna let you go with it uh larry what's your final words brother hey my final words man it's first off thank you dr washington for your time we appreciate you being on the show and to the lions cast obviously into the audience appreciate y'all uh listen Y'all want these conversations, we can have them, but be ready to put your big boy pants and big girl pants on and have this intellectual conversation. So not, doesn't mean we all gonna agree on the same things, whether you're religious, politician, whatever the case may be, but if you wanna have this conversation, be ready for it and have your facts together because we can have this conversation, this much needed conversation, and I'm, I think we're on the right path. So I'm looking forward to part two because like I said, it's some feelings that's going to get hurt, and it is what it is. But, I mean, if you got your facts your facts together, let's bring it. Let's talk about and it. And that's it. the all case. All it is mm-hmm. is talk. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then we can put it into action afterwards when we all get on the same page. That's but at least it. let's talk about it. That's mm-hmm. like the first step of all steps. Exactly. Talk about it. And, and it's a common goal. Like, for example, everybody on the page know that the um, – that, uh, 
what is it? Uh, the Wolverines, Michigan, is the best uh, football team. Uh, you know, college football team. Everybody know that. Oh, so it's okay. Oh. Even the Lions go get it this year. You feel me? So we all know that. But if y'all got y'all own, you know, y'all problems with that, whatever. We still gonna make it happen. You know. Oh, and by the way, too, Nelly sucked, bruh. Hey, yeah, I said it. He need to get his look. Like, he need to get his internet situated, bruh. He was like, Ugh. because we all know what happened. No, no, he. Don't have a catalog for Ludacris, bro. Hey, man, listen. Hey, A Town got it in, brother. And hey, that's all I got to say, man. Now, I don't even, how did that he's even happen? Chicago, say what? Ludacris from Chicago. No, I, I know where he's from, but I mean, he represented the A. Yeah, you yeah, feel me? They're from Detroit. Sit the hell down. First of all, <laughs> first of all, you the Lou. Hey, you you the, you the whole reason why they got the arch with the crying Jordan on it. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> you, look, you feel me? But anyway, y'all. Hey, so look, we love y'all. We love y'all. We're gonna be seeing y'all pretty soon. Thank y'all. This is a has been a great show, much needed. And like they all said, be ready because when we come, we're not coming to bullshit. We're gonna have fun, but we coming with some realness because it's out of love essentially. Okay, this is where it's really coming from. So, on behalf of the Lions Den, we are out. See you next week. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. The Lions Den podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show.